Hello, and welcome to the American Association for Respiratory Care's Industry Insights, where we talk with industry leaders in respiratory care and get a sneak peek into how they're working to improve the quality of care in respiratory care profession. I'm Timothy Myers, and will serve as your host for this podcast series. Since 1947, the ARC has been leading the effort to advance the respiratory care profession and promote high-quality, cost-effective, patient-centric respiratory care. The respiratory care profession is ever-growing and evolving thanks in part to industry leaders. Their innovative developments help to improve patient care and patient outcomes. Today's Industry Insight podcast will highlight Aerogen. Joining me today is Brant Nave, the Vice President of Commercial for Aerogen. Welcome to today's 2020 Industry Insight podcast. Thanks so much, Tim. It's a pleasure to speak with you. Happy to be here and looking forward to our conversation. Yeah, it's interesting times and it's always fun to to get with folks from industry and hear a little bit about what's going on there uh, and how they're helping support clinicians bedside, especially in a year like 2020 with pandemic and all. So, Brant, let's let's start off a little bit and tell us a little bit about Aerogen's mission and, and its philosophy as it revolves around uh, its respiratory products. Yeah, absolutely. Aerogen has been around for 20 years, and our mission hasn't changed from the original inception uh, until today, and that's to be the global leader in aerosol drug delivery. Um, The space that uh, we serve with our technology is one that's old. It's 150 years old um, and, and counting. And when we came along 20 years ago, we're really the new kid on the block with a completely different way of delivering aerosol drugs to patients' lungs in respiratory distress. And so uh, our goal is to lead the globe in that. Uh, We feel a very strong altruistic passion driven by the uniqueness of our technology and the fact that um, we deliver so much more drug to the lungs, we get patients better so much faster and they stay better longer. And so... uh, we're excited about our mission now, then, and into the future. Well, that's that's an interesting component because, you know, sometimes when you look at it, people think or take aerosol for granted. Uh, you know, as you said, it's been around 150 years. And, and so it's taken for granted. And a lot of times people don't think about, uh, you know, the science that goes with it. Uh, it's also, you know, uh, a little bit of uh, evidence uh, to support a lot of the things that we have done over the years since that time. But a lot of times people don't think about matching the right patient with the right device. You know, I think that's always key, uh, to, to, regardless of the disease entity that we're, we're treating. Um, maybe you can tell us a little bit more about Aerogen and, and its culture and its employees because you're not necessarily a US, U.S.-based company like we, we see with a lot of the respiratory companies uh, that we deal with on a regular basis. Yeah, absolutely. We're an Irish-based company. Uh, we were founded in Ireland by John Power and uh, what we do is is quite a bit different, like you say, and you know we can talk a little bit about you know the technology and how we have a, a five millimeter palladium disc with a thousand precision holes in it, and it vibrates a hundred thousand times a second and, and all that's interesting but you know the the place where I always start uh, when we talk about our culture is not with our product but with the patient. Our founder is the engineer who created the product, John Power, and where he started is he didn't look at the existing nebulizers and existing aerosol drug delivery devices that were out there. He started with the patient when he looked at and saw what are the challenges they're facing. When they're on a vent, what happens? When they're spontaneously breathing, what happens? And what he did is he designed a product that met those needs and solved those problems. And so it all started with the patient over 20 years ago, and today it's the same thing. Uh, And in fact, on a quarterly basis, our our company has a uh, town hall meeting that's led by John, 
And the number one item on the agenda is the running clock of how many patients we've treated with our technology. And, and that's really at the front and center. You know, it took us 12 years to, to reach the first million patients. That was eight years ago. And uh, now that eight years later, we're up to 10 million patients. Uh, and we have an ambition to do another 10 million in the next three years as well. And so there's a, there's a real strong sense of that that starts at the top and it permeates our entire organization to really keep the patient at, at the core center. And for me, this is actually a, a very personal story because uh, I've spent 15 plus years in the medical device space and, and I joined Aerogen a little over three years ago. And, and in my first week, I was out in Florida at a hospital and I was visiting with a, a respiratory director and we were going to meet on a, a bunch of different topics. And he stopped and he said, hey, before we get into the content of the meeting, he says, I want to thank you and your team for what you do. He said, yesterday we treated a 14-year-old girl that if it wasn't for your product, she wouldn't be home with her family today. And, and that really impacted me, even though I'd been in the space for a long time, just seeing how focused we need to be on the patient because we're truly delivering something unique that nobody else is able to do quite the same way. And so we're passionate about that. You know, you ask about the culture. The, the other thing, in addition to focus on the patient, I would say, um, is really not accepting ordinary. At, at Aerogen, our phrase is we don't do ordinary. We don't have an ordinary product and we don't have ordinary people. Our goal is to to really make sure that we're building a, a rapidly growing team of people who are passionate about what they do, who wake up in the morning and want to make a, a difference, not just, you know, put some wins on the board and, and want to make sure that they're, they're in line with the mission of what we're trying to accomplish. It extends to our product where there's continuous improvement in our culture there. We don't want to accept an ordinary product all the way down to our processes and procedures. And so focus on the patient and not accepting ordinary are, are key tenets to our culture. Well, I, I love that answer, and and it's an answer we find very common. Um, and again, I think it's it's in our mission as the ARC. Um, I think it's it's something I've grown up as a clinician before I came to the ARC. And by and large, most of the companies we deal with in the respiratory space always come back to the patient. You know, there's a lot of science, technology, engineering, innovation ingenuity, whatever the case may be. But ultimately, I love doing these and hearing from companies, not only about their company and their culture and their employees, but somehow they always tie it into the patient and it's about the patients. And those outcomes, like you mentioned with that 14-year-old girl, are really, I think, not only what helps us as clinicians to come back and do it all over again the next day, but I think it actually helps companies like yourself and Aerogen to try to be better. It's exactly true. And that's that's what makes this fun is we truly feel like we are partnered with respiratory therapists and that we're a part of the solution and a part of the process to treat these patients. And it's what fuels our, our motivation, our innovation, our approach, everything about it. And uh, it really is a privilege and a lot of fun while we do it. Well, you, you talked about being 20 years young, so to speak, and, and uh, you know, that, that, that first 12 years was, was, you know, getting to a million patients. And then pretty much after that, it's, it's been a little over a million patients a year uh, treated with your device. We know that uh, it originally started as kind of a standalone. It got integrated into ventilator technology. Tell us a little bit more about, about the product and, and potentially without giving away, giving away any trade secrets. Where do you think you're going in the future? Because you know, a lot of those patients that we're seeing are looking at other alternatives 
to assist and support them. So we're talking a lot about non-invasive ventilation, a lot about high flow therapies and, and, and trying to keep people off ventilators. And even in today's COVID days, uh, it's, you know, really an attempt not to ventilate patients. So where do you see Aerogen and, and aerosol technology going from your standpoint? Yeah, it's a very salient question because COVID has changed a lot in, in our in, in our entire culture and certainly in the medical device community. At a high level, everything for us really starts around safety, efficacy, and trust. Formerly, safety was always something you needed, but in with COVID, it's become the number one thing on every clinician's mind is how do I do what I do safely for the patient? How do I cause no harm? How do I do those things? And so safety is really at the forefront. And we're, we're fortunate that our product already had a lot of those attributes built into it. And so it's really a, ma- a matter of making sure that we communicate and educate uh, and invest in those areas that help people understand the safety of our product and that we continue to invest ourselves in innovation that furthers that. Uh, second thing is around efficacy. All of our innovations are how do we deliver a more effective drug delivery to the lungs? Uh, these are patients that are critically ill. These are patients who need a solution, uh, and they don't need it sometime in the future. They need it right now. And so the faster that we can do that and the more efficacious we can do that, uh, the better. And then finally, what are the investments we can make from a trust standpoint? We we believe over the last 20 years, we've built up a really strong partnership and mutual value with the respiratory therapy community. And we, don't, we take that very seriously. And so everything that we do, uh, we want to make sure that we maintain and honor that trust. As I look a little bit more specifically without revealing too many internal secrets, um, our real goal is to make sure that we deliver care across the continuum. You mentioned, you know, we started out on ventilators and that was really the core and we've got a lot more to do there and we're, we're very focused on continual improvement and innovations to do that. But we're also the best solution and in some cases the only viable solution for high flow, which is the fastest growing modality uh, in, in the Uh, oxygen delivery space, BiPAP, same type of thing. And so we've got a number of innovations there that have already been put in place that allow us to effectively serve that marketplace. Uh, But then several years ago, we came out with spontaneously breathing solution that allows us to treat patients, whether they're in the emergency department or on the floors. We really see going forward in the future that we can help patients in every setting. And so we're investing in that. Um, In addition to the product investment, that's always what we think of when we think of innovation. A big part of our investment is really focused in customer education. Aerogen has the most extensive uh, number of white papers and research and published articles in the aerosol space. And so it's a matter of taking those things and making sure that we invest to make sure our technology and that clinicians are best trained to be able to utilize best resource to know all the applications and uh, to be able to maximize their usage of the Aerogen product. And so uh, we're continuing to invest in educational resources as a big part of what we do in addition to our R&D investments that we do every year. Well, I, I think that's, uh, you know, some great insight. And I hearken back to somewhere around 2006, 2007, uh, when, when Dean Hess and, and Joe Rao came to me and said, you know, everybody takes aerosol therapy for granted. And, you know, it's a blend of art and a, a blend of science to do it right. But 
it should be our bread and butter. We should be the, the bedside experts on everything aerosol. And that led to the, the first edition of the aerosol guide that ARC published in 2007, really focused on respiratory therapists, obviously, and obviously had a lot of science and technology and talking about deposition and particle size and breathing patterns, and then went into the various devices uh, that were out there in 2007, MDIs, SVNs, uh, you know, some of the more sophisticated SVNs that were on the market. Uh, we even talked a little bit about DPIs. I believe there were probably a couple DPIs at, out at that time. Uh, and, and now we're on our fourth edition and probably getting ready to start the fifth edition. And, you know, when we got ready to do the second edition of that aerosol guide, uh, we had a lot of folks in industry come to us and, and, and pharma and other places and said, you know, the guide is great, got a lot of science in it. Uh, but if we could scale this down a little bit, we think this would be ideal for physicians, pharmacists and nurses. So we, we, we did that uh, with the second edition of the RT guide. We created our first edition to the, what we call the non-RT guide. Uh, and we thought, well, geez, if we're going to do that, let's do one for the patients as well. Um, and so we did, uh, you know, a, an addition so, uh, uh, for patients. And, and now each of those, the, the non-RT guide and the patient guide are in its third edition. And, and it's been a labor of love. I, I've been doing it for 13 years and and enjoy doing it because it keeps me, you know, kind of knowledgeable about the technology and, and, and the things that we're trying to do to deliver optimal therapy. And so I think that's exactly where you're at. It's interesting that every time I finish it and we get it out there and we say, hey, you know, that that's good stuff. And it's it's doing well. It's been translated into seven or eight different languages. Uh, we've probably had almost two million downloads of those guides uh, in 13 years. And we said, this is really good stuff. It seems like no sooner do you sit back and, and, and you think, you know, job well done. And you got to go back and do it again because a whole nother set of technologies have come out or or different medications or enhancements. So, again, I think, you know, your, your point is it's always going to be about the patients and what the patients need and what optimizes the patient's care, but also the efficiency of the bedside caregivers. And, and how do we do that more efficient in the emergency room? And how do we do that more efficiently in the hospital setting? And how do we do it safely? So how has COVID presented challenges or opportunities to Aerogen? Yeah, great question. COVID has certainly presented a number of challenges and opportunities, and they've actually been changing over time quite rapidly in 2020. You know, at first, our, our biggest challenge was the same challenges that were faced uh, by grocery stores and toilet paper, uh, is everybody didn't know what was going to happen. And so everybody says, let me stock up. And uh, then, then they run out of toilet paper. Um, well, the hospitals were facing the same challenge. And so there was, uh, at the outset, there was a potential for hospitals to try and buy up far more than they needed in the, in the midst of the unknown. And so we worked to do a couple things. Number one, we doubled our production very, very quickly so that we could meet the needs uh, of the of our customers and their patients because our product is not one that you can run out of. And so we take that very seriously. Uh, the second thing that we did is we partnered very closely with respiratory therapists. And we said, what do you need? What time frame do you need it in? Let's make sure we get that for you. And so we were very excited that uh, we were able to maintain inventory of our product in the height of the pandemic the entire time uh, to make sure that patients, when they were in critical need, had the devices that they needed access to. And so that was our our our, our, our priority number one. But quickly that shifted uh, after the initial outset into okay, now you've got all these people that are utilizing our product and they may be utilizing it in different ways or in different settings, and they've got lots of questions and needs and. How, how do they make sure they do that effectively? And so 
in many cases, we made ourselves available face-to-face where it was possible, but in, in some cases, that just wasn't possible given the the concerns around cross-contamination. And so we had to pivot very quickly to outfit our educators, outfit our, our clinical um, account people to educate, equip, and support their customers in a remote environment. Uh, We started launching all types of education events and seminars and online trainings, tons of virtual trainings where we would uh, do in-service and demos, Zoom to Zoom, and sometimes it would be iPhone to iPhone, uh, whatever would work in the clinical environment. We got really grassroots. Um, and, and so that, that was what we, we had to do to make sure that we took care of our, took care of our patients and the, and the customers that were doing so. And then the final thing is um, there's a human element to this that's never to be forgotten is everybody is affected in 2020 by COVID in some way, uh, whether it was via contracting COVID and, and dealing with the health effects of that, a loved one having that, or just simply having you know kids that weren't going to school and uh, life happening. And so we had to take care of our people and their families, which we take very seriously. And so uh, at Aerogen, we had a policy that we were able to maintain our entire staff. We were able to serve our team and our team uh, has been wonderful. And that's really serving us well as we uh, continue hopefully to come out of this in 2021 and and better and stronger for it. Uh, But there's been challenges all along the way. But what I would say, and I loved your question where it said, what challenges and opportunities? Um, Fundamentally, the way that we serve the respiratory care community is, is very different. I think some aspects of that will return to normal, but many aspects never will. And the and there will always be a place for the face-to-face interaction, especially with a technology like ours, which is so palatable hand-to-hand uh, to be able to see. But there will also be a component where we can leverage the mutual learnings that we've had of the virtual environment and be that much more effective in education and in resourcing uh, on both sides. And so um, we see plenty of challenge, but plenty of opportunity. Well, I, I like that. And, 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 and Brant, it kind of segues very nicely into the last question I have for you today. And it's really around education and educating the bedside clinicians. You know, I actually uh, did have a call with with some of the folks at Aerogen, uh, because as you may recall, we released a, a COVID guideline for clinicians. Uh, a lot of it was based on what we'd heard from colleagues in China, Italy, and in the East Coast, New York area when, when it first kind of reached our shores. And, you know, the things that we were telling people is do not do non-invasive, do not do high flow. It's aerosol generating. Intubate immediately. Protect yourselves. Watch aerosol generating products. You got to be careful. And, and you run into that catch-22 because if I'm a healthy person, I catch COVID, but am sick enough to get in the hospital, I may not necessarily need aerosol therapy. But We know that patients with comorbidities, asthma, COPD, other chronic respiratory diseases are more prone and at higher risk and and not only higher risk, but to end up hospitalized. And so now you've got this dilemma that we've got to continue maintenance therapy or rescue therapy for those patients, but I'm not supposed to do an aerosol generating procedure. And so we had a lot of conversations with with your team and your folks about that. So let's talk a little bit about, uh, as we wrap up here, about what your theories or concepts are in educating the bedside clinicians. Yeah, so there's there's a couple of things. I, I go back to really what's become our mantra is safety, efficacy, and trust. 
at the core of our education is Aerogen has the most research publications in the, in the industry by far uh, around aerosol drug delivery. And it's fortunately, we've already measured a lot of the safety and the efficacy and all those pieces. And so it's a matter of educating on how you can deliver aerosol drug safely across all different settings, how you can deliver the most efficacious drug delivery. Those are the things that we're really focused on delivering. And we do that in a number of ways. Um, we've always done that with, with, with studies and um, being able to educate respiratory therapists uh, on site, on time. Um, but one of the things we're really investing and in growing more into is is leveraging the expertise that already exists in the industry of, of the key opinion leaders that are out there. They give us so much of their knowledge. There's, there's clinicians out there that have done studies in the middle of COVID on aerosol uh, unrelated to aerogen that we've partnered with because they're bringing best practices to light uh, and, and we're learning from them. And then they're also best situated to educate the industry on, on those findings. And so we're doing quite a bit to partner closely and make sure that, that we're matched hip to hip uh, with those in expanding that program. Um, all, also, we've really expanded, uh, even with AARC, we've partnered very closely historically and even more so this year in working with you guys on different education events that are being put out throughout the industry. And with AARC and then independent as well, we do almost a weekly uh, national webinar that we had never done previously that's very well attended where we're training respiratory therapists and other staff within the, the hospital on how best to deliver aerosol across the various settings. Even if you backtrack three years ago, we only had maybe a couple different education sessions that we could offer. Now we have a whole suite of solutions so that we can make sure that whatever it is you're wanting to learn about, we can help train you on how to do that the most effective possible. And so education's at the center of what we do um, because patient care is at the center of what we do and that's how we best maximize that. Well, I think that's a great answer and, and it's interesting how you summarize that uh, here at the end, because one of the things that I have uh, written about our, our corporate partner program is that the combined efforts between the respiratory care profession and industry in pursuing unique and innovative ways to improve both quality and outcomes of our patient make us natural partners in today's healthcare continuum. And I think that is the beauty of the respiratory care profession and the respiratory industry, that we work collaboratively for solutions that ultimately benefit the patients, kind of right back to where we started with kind of your mission and philosophy. Brant, I'd like to take this opportunity to thank you and your colleagues at Aerogen for sharing a little about the company with us today in Industry Insights. We appreciate you joining us on the podcast and telling us a little bit more about Aerogen. Tim, appreciate the opportunity and thankful for what AARC is doing uh, and what respiratory therapists are doing. We look forward to the future together. Thanks for listening to the AARC's Industry Insights. Be sure to check our show notes page for links to our featured guests as well as other podcast episodes. Be the first to know when our next episode airs by subscribing to our podcast. Until the next time, my friends, keep on supporting the respiratory therapy profession and stay safe.